That is good news, guy. That is such good news. We have we have knocked off the film, and it's not even midday. That's right. That's how you get things done, everybody. Efficient. Get up around nine o'clock. All right. Hope that your flatmates cooked you some mushrooms, maybe, which is what was fortunate enough to happen to me this morning. Awesome. Was it Maxie? Yeah, yeah. What a dude. And then you roll around to Tim's house and you watch Grown Ups 2 between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. Number 38. Number 38. Number 38. We're I'm, real proud of ourselves. I'm actually feeling it. pretty good right now. I'm feeling awesome. Well, like sad, because I just watched the movie again. No, but, but I, th- I felt sad watching the movie, but then when it was over and I looked at my phone, it was only 11.50 something. I was like, whoa, there's a whole day ahead of a us. A whole big day. It's going to be a rose-tinted podcast. If there's one thing that this podcast has taught me, ironically, it is to live every moment and love every day. Because every moment it's that not I'm not o- watching Grown Ups 2 is, is like a gift I don't think that's ironic. I think if that message is hammered home by the movie relentlessly. Yeah, but you I want to look at a town town full of people who are living every moment and loving every day, just really grabbing things by the scruff of the neck and doing whatever the fuck they want, whenever the fuck they want. It's ironic Talking about standing Connecticut. It's ironic. It's ironic because it's a story so badly told and messages so ham fistedly shoved down your throat, but they've accidentally tripped over. A real good song at the end, which seems to like diss their own movie, but is actually legitimately a great life message, which is to love every moment and live every day and stop seeing Adam Sandler yeah, yeah. movies. Actually, speaking your life of Ario Speedwagon, who are, for those of you who aren't as so well uh, familiar with the podcast, it's, uh, we've just finished watching Grown Ups 2 for the 38th time. There's a hair on the microphone. I don't know why I had to pick it up, but it was bugging me. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. We've just watched the movie for the 38th time, and the closing credit song is Ario Speedwagon's Live Every Moment. And <laughs> Live Every Moment. And a while ago, one of our listeners suggested that we listen to a live album by Ario Speedwagon. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I actually, I said I was going to do it, and I didn't do it. I like, did. And he was saying it's one of the best live, like, best live music albums if you're into that genre of music, or even if you're not, I guess. I, I like a bit of, um, like, uh, would you call it classic rock? I don't know if you will with Ario Speedway, it's a bit softer. But, yeah, I listened to that live album. It was fucking dope. There you go. So, shout out to Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. What was do you it Ario Speedwagon? The album that he recommended? Yeah. It had to be, because we would have been talking about Ario Speedwagon. That's weird. I thought it was... Yeah, no, that makes sense. It, it was a long time. It was like weeks and weeks ago. Yeah, and yeah. I listened to it at the time and I remember it was dope. Yeah. But unfortunately, I, can, I don't remember enough to even be 100% sure that it was Ario Speedwagon I was listening to. It sounds like it really impacted you, bro. At any rate, um, Guy, so much to talk about in the episode this week on our 38th watching of Grown Ups 2, a movie um, which was described by Peter Dante, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, as... A movie where he and Shaq uh, play cops <laughs> in Adam Sandler's hometown, and Adam Sandler comes back home <laughs> and sees his friends, and they hang out together. They have a day together. <laughs> That's more or less what That's, he says. He's on point. Gotta, <laughs> gotta love Peter Dante. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, during the the there was a lot of mood changes and sort of gear shifts for me personally during the movie today. Run me through the emotional gamut uh, that you experienced early on. Definitely feeling the absurdity. Some weeks you feel it, some weeks you don't. But definitely feeling the fact that I'm watching this movie again. Yeah, that was very present in my mind. Which yeah. sort of, I mean, it 
it changes what you're watching. You had a good point early on as well about it, once you've seen something this many times, it changes. Like you're watching for takes. Like you're sort yeah, of- you sort of see through the kind of facade of <laughs> what they've put in front of you, which is a fully produced movie, and you start like seeing you the s- Matrix code. Yeah, like you sort of it's, if, like, you imagine the- that you can see around the edges of the screen where there's all of the exactly. crew and stuff getting the that job is, done. That is a beautiful articulation of the feeling. It's like I feel like I can sense the lighting guy who's just out of shot and the boom operator who's holding that boom just above where we can see yeah. and really, Dennis Dugan f- just on his cell phone while the take is in progress. I'd say Dennis Dugan probably <laughs> ordering up smashing another movie. cocaine dressed up like George Michael in his trailer just watching it from a monitor yelling instructions through a walkie talkie no, he's um he's not George Michael he's um he's, no he's Billy Idol in Billy this Idol, but yeah, he's right. George Michael when he's oh, he changes yeah, nice. his costume every day love it Dennis Dugan turns up on set every day dressed a as a different 80s, 80s pop character. or rock <laughs> musician I would love to see Dennis Dugan as Cindy Lauper that would be wicked That'll be good. So, so you say Cindy, 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 Cindy. yeah, Cindy Law. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was it was an interesting watch, I suppose. Um, we 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 had some interesting theories and conversations come up during the film. I mean, we both saw some stuff we hadn't seen before. Definitely. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you. Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, so it, there was a bunch of stuff that you seemed to notice for the first time today, which was, I find, I find it fascinating that either one of us can still find new ground. I guess it's that sort of a commentary on, you know, how you fall into patterns and like you watch it. And I thought I heard a line is that for like the first two viewings and then never bothered to, li- mm. never bothered to listen closely enough to the line is, correct myself. So uh, Chris Rock's son is... Kurt. Kurt. Kurt McKenzie. Whose phone's going? Oh, mine. Oh, it's Rory. Oh, I can't take that in the middle of the podcast, can I? Or can I? I mean, I wouldn't even really oh, no, bring it up. Uh, Who's Rory? Oh, dude, Rory's the man. What's his deal? He's a great you better guy. be pretty fucking cool to be calling up during the podcast. Well, he lives in Sydney, so it's always exciting when I get a call from him because he's either fucking drunk or super hungover. But either way, I get a good story out of it. <laughs> Rory sounds like he's got a drinking problem. No, man. no, he's all good. <laughs> Rory's all good. He's a good man. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, so um, so that particular one that you heard for the first time was uh, yeah, Kurt. 
Never said once in the movie. Yeah. Chris Rock's first name. Uh, his son is getting a driving test, pulls up to the lights where it's red, the frat boys come, and they say, because oh, they think he's one of their compatriots at the frat. Uh, uh, Sc- uh, Scully? Scully, yeah. yeah. No way, Scully, is that you? Scully, is that you? Are you taking your driver's test drunk? And then he says, yeah, I'm MC Hammered. But... I thought he said, I'm absolutely, yeah, man, I'm absolutely hammered. 38 times before, oh, and you didn't even hear it. I said it. And you were like, what? <laughs> I said it out loud. But I, it's just because I genuinely, why would I bother listening to that in detail now? Like if I already. But I would just think for one of the times in the 38 viewings, you would have just heard it. Yeah, somewhere. you're probably right. And another one is the free back rub that you noticed. Oh, yeah, time. yeah. So, because Leanne. Played by Deanne. Deanne, sorry, played by Mia Rudolph. Um, forgets the her wedding anniversary where Chris Rock buys her a necklace and puts it in her son's poo-infested nappy. It's not actually poo-infested, but it could be. You know, yeah. There's always a risk. You put something down. You put a necklace down. Any any underpants. There's a risk of some poo getting on the necklace. And no more riskier prospect is there than putting it in a toddler's underwear. It was a bold. Anniversary move, anniversary day strategy, or anniversary gift. Like, I don't think I would. If I don't know, say, splashed out three hundred dollars on that necklace. Yeah. It looks like a pretty nice necklace. Yeah, man. You're gonna go risk tainting that gift. I guess what you're it's measuring up box. is whether or not the sort of sweetness, if you pull it off, yeah, outweighs how disgusting and disappointing it would be if it goes wrong. And the thing is, is that Kurt spun the roulette wheel and won. Like. That paid dividends for him. Yeah, that was a really, really sweet and touching sort of... He nailed it. And she was genuinely caught off guard. She was taken aback. Yeah. It was it was a lovely moment, actually. I'm just thinking about right now, for people who haven't watched uh, the movie at all, that you, we didn't really provide a lot of colouring for that situation, <laughs> so that would have been really, this really confusing it's little fine. tangent. Oh, shit. Um, before I go into the thing I was going to go into, Alice, one of our listeners, has said that she hasn't watched the movie, but she's listened to all the podcasts. And uh, I, I can't remember the post exactly, but she wants to basically paint a picture of what she thinks the movie is oh, about. Yeah, yeah. She wants to do it. She's going to draw out a timeline <laughs> of, what of she the day the of movie the action is. of the film, which I'm really excited it's for. It's such a good idea. It's a really great idea. It's a great idea. So uh, at some point, Deanne's writing out, uh, when she's on the phone to her mother, which is such a fucking odd, like, what the fuck, man? I remember when we first figured out that that was her mum, and we were like, why? Why yeah. does it need to be her mum? Like, what the fuck is going on? It's just, you know, it just adds texture it to everyone's no characters. It makes no sense. Chris, it makes Chris Rock probably a little more deplorable if anything it's for actively even... like holding out on giving his mother-in-law cable oh yeah for no other reason than his own amusement it is purely that he doesn't even need to be anywhere else he's just sitting in his fucking van yeah um it's, i guess it's a pretty funny prank though so deanne maybe he teases her about it when she comes over for dinner he's like did you get that cable and she's like no and he's like <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry <laughs> I don't know, just Chris, a thought. <laughs> Chris Rock's wife is writing out a free back rub voucher to try and atone for her sins yeah. of forgetting the wedding anniversary. But the thing is, man, a free back rub is not a necklace. No, Especially but it's a loving thought. She's doing her best. And I'm just impressed by the fact that the directors or writers or whoever was in charge, the art director, I guess, of the mise-en-scene of the movie, bothered to put that much detail into any like into. 
because I haven't noticed that and I saw it and I was so satisfied that she was that it tied in with another part of the movie I always figure with those bits that it was a way bigger scene and it just got cut down in editing so it's probably not like oh and we'll have this for just a yeah, flash moment I read on um, IMDB this week that they shot over 500 hours of film uh, for this movie I wonder how that stacks up against other films it's a lot 500 hours but if you th- if everything has an average of how many takes five average because like Adam I, made, not I, do a lot I, made, I made that up all, oh, everything I just said yeah I completely made did that you? I can't go too deep on this flight <laughs> uh, yeah, I made it all up 500 hours <laughs> seems long and I don't think they shot it on film no no so I mean there's yeah, a lot no, there's, a, a, there's a lot of reasons I thought I'd put in enough red flags that you'd call bullshit right no no I didn't I went with you guy you've caught me in a vulnerable <laughs> trusting mood <laughs> took me down the garden path um so yeah what else is week uh mm. obviously it's been a big week for patty both in the world of the film and, and i believe and your life, line is yeah well he's what i've noticed is i, I follow patty on twitter and uh he's he's made some huge gains What's, give patty's handle a, a shout out mate yeah, all right, i'll just load it up here all right bro uh but i so i've started sort of taking a vested interest in his life and i I've, i'm like almost like a proud parent uh i mean obviously um dating wiley cyrus has increased his sort of uh cultural collateral like he's a and I feel like a proud parent in the sense that we sort of started a relationship with them uh, before the, the the greater public at large. Yeah, and it's sort yeah. of like watching your watching your young boy grow up into a, a man right in front of your eyes. We feel like how Arnie must be feeling right now. That's right. And the the other thing about that which I like is um, oh, where are you? There you are. No, this is a fake account. He's got fake accounts. How many? What? He's got heaps. Uh, That's awesome. The other thing I like about it is he's made some huge gains at the gym this week. Big gains. Why do you go to the gym? You go for gains. That's folks. right. Uh, I'll, I'll just give a shout out to the gym. It's on Venice. Him and the lads have actually all put on a pretty good good amount of muscle this week. Uh, and the other one, oh, here we go. Gold's Gym. Gold's, Gold's gym, gym on Venice, Venice Beach. Beach. If you want to head what, down what? there to do some, some Patty Schwartz spotting. And the other one I've got to give a shout out to. Do you, uh, when you say spotting, do you mean looking at him or like spotting him when he's doing the weights and shit? Just whatever works. Probably Imagine both. that if you spotted him from afar on the at Golds and then you came up, you're like, Paddy, Timbo, <laughs> should I spot you? He's like, yeah, jump in, fella. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could use someone to spot me or however he talks. And I also want to give a shout out, a big shout out to Blaze Pizza. Uh, I don't know if Patrick Schwarzenegger has invested money or whatever into this pizza firm or if they're just giving him a sweet contra deal to do shout outs on twitter but he's all over this place yeah and uh looking at their twitter page you can really see why blaze pizza fresh dough artisanal ingredients inventive to classic you decide blazing oven and dedicated pizza smith and 180 seconds equals fast fired perfection 180 seconds what so do they like flash cook they flash Flash, they've got a blazing hot oven. 180 seconds is three minutes. That is a quick, that's yeah. a microwave oven. No, no, it's a real oven. Yeah, I know, and but like, there's microwave time. Their copy is, there's no wrong way to play. <laughs> You've thrown a lot at me, man. Blazers, um, Blazers so, got yeah. a lot of shit going on. Big shout out to, big shout out to Patty. 
Uh, so how does that connect to Paddy Schwartz? I just think that maybe he's he's got stock. No, in but it. Ha- but like I mean, oh, like you were talking about Paddy Schwartz. Has he been he tweeting keeps, about? He keeps it? going to events or something at Blaze Pizza. Or oh, like really? All the events are catered by Blaze Pizza. He's just always bloody going on about Blaze Pizza. Well, we've left the uh, the first few breadcrumbs, folks. You follow the path. <laughs> Let, let's dig out some IRS forms. And yeah, find well, out like if, if there are any diehard Patrick Schwarzenegger fans in Los Angeles. We're just sort of providing you, if you want to do some celeb spotting, maybe get a picture taken with them. We're just giving you some handy hints. You would have to say that Blaze Pizza is absolutely going after the stoner market, right? Blaze Pizza. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty out there. It's like there's a Ben and Jerry's flavor in um, in Canada, it's probably in America too, called Half Baked. <laughs> cool. And it's like, half, it's like cookie dough flavored ice cream, but oh, okay. you can totally see what they're trying to do when they put that in the in the ice cream aisle at the supermarket. I would say so. I would say they say on those um, those tubs of cookies that you're not supposed to eat it. On what tubs? Cookie dough. Because in America you just like eat cookie dough. Yeah, man. you can just buy cookie dough for eating. You just eat it, but it says on the tub, "Don't eat this." <laughs> you gotta cook it. <laughs> Why does it? No, no. I'm pretty sure in America you just buy you just buy rolls of cookie dough as cookie dough. Yeah, yeah. You without, can't. Like, you, with, no, no, no. You do, but I think it's one of those things where it's like they have to put on the packet. You know, don't eat this. Don't eat it in this form. You've got to cook it first. That, seem, that seems like a weird, it. like particular rule to make when that you can pretty much the one thing with America and eating is just you don't need to tell anyone about. No, they've got. I reckon it's a food safety thing. Maybe you've got to like. There's some toxins in there. Yeah, you've got to cook them off, and you're 180 second. I love. I love eating cookies. Flash don't. cook some. Uh, some Ben and Jerry's half baked, you know. <laughs> anyway, I've just combined three things and they don't work. No, not because the Ben and Jerry's is ice cream. Uh, what was your Patty Schwartz party time, Tim? My mum was a lot tamer, mate. My mum was um, in the world of the film, and uh, my Patty Schwartz was him uh, when they're at the quarry. And there's a shot where uh, the dude with the really deep voice who goes, "The Betty White just called you crazy." Yeah. So he's like guzzling a beer. He's got his shirt off, and Patty Schwartz is just punching him in the I stomach the rolling like, punch rolling punch like a like a punching bag in a gym um but with love you know like yeah, a yeah. real friendly but also kind of punch. menacing to the old to the townies yeah kind of like eyes on you fader and i like i mean i i think i i, I patty schwartz party times compliment each other quite nicely this week because obviously in the real world he does do some some maybe some glove work at the down down the gym down, down at Goldies. golds <laughs> quick shout out to golds on venice beach yeah, yeah. check it out do you know what I love? Do you know, when I'm on Venice Beach, guy, do you know what I love doing after I hit golds? What do you love? Grab a slice of Blaze pizza, That's bro. right. They use fresh artisanal ingredients. Original to inventive. That's it, right. It's and your choice. If you are in a hurry, do not worry. Do not fret. Do not let your pants get wet because these pizzas are cooked at 180 seconds in our blazing hot oven. Damn, son. That's only three minutes. That's right. Three, if you've got a three-minute lunch break from your workout at Gold's on Venice... Then y- start ye- yelling your order as soon as you put the dumbbells down. Yeah, yeah. Just yell out what you want as you're running to them, and they'll get That's it right. in the oven, and by the time you're there... But don't eat it straight away, because the, the cheese is hot, and it will burn the roof of your mouth. And, and no, uh, one, no, one no one enjoys that. that. No. It'll stick with you for so many days. So now there's an... You just made me write down the note, Kevin James table. Kevin James table. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the movie, uh, at the party scene, Kevin James. Because um, I don't know if you know this. I've, I've been on IMDb this week, and I've learned that's lost credibility uh, <laughs> yeah. because of what I did earlier. But as that was an ad lib. So when he says, "Don't ever say the party's over," and he jumps up on the table, 
uh, and the table blows out. That was not meant to happen. That was bullshit. And he just ad libbed his way through, and then he goes, "That didn't happen." Bullshit. I'm just saying they were just rolling. You know, Absolutely they, they, not, bro. They took a lot of film. Did you see how the table went down? I don't, I don't that really was a planned it. explosion, bro. <laughs> there were planted explosives in the table. No, no, no. Tables was... don't. They don't go down like that. I haven't really watched that many tables. You've seen that table go down 38 times, dude. <laughs> yeah, I have. Oh, you mean like a normal table? I don't know. Or well, just think about the physics of a normal table. If you saw a normal table go down, it would naturally have like a point where it's weak. Like one of the legs would go first and then it would it would all fall to that direction first. It, what, would, be asymmetrical. it would be an asymmetrical fall. On an ordinary table, but maybe that some tables have got weird. No, they wouldn't. It wouldn't blow out in the perfect symmetrical four points no, it's at once. How the table was designed. It just it went down it's into how its own. How they, the table maker made the table. It went down into its own footprint, man. That doesn't happen with tables. That's not how they. Are you are you saying all this just to explain to me that you don't think it was an ad lib? It absolutely was not an ad lib. It was planned. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You yeah. can see the squibs. I never Blowing know, out I never, the table I don't even know what that means. It's a little like a dust pocket you see when a, when an explosive goes off. You, and you could see that on the table you at absolutely the party scene. I will show you next. I will show okay. you in episode you caught 39. Me, you caught me in a lie, mate. You it can't keep saying I read this on IMDb because I already know you're lying. I'll you, know you're you lying really right at the start of the Came in hammer and tongs on that little fib. <laughs> well, I didn't know why you made me write down... Kevin James table. Now I'm disappointed you did. You used me. <laughs> I didn't use you. Hey, um, what else we got? I wrote down um, Sandler goes to town on his free pass from Tommy Kavanagh, which is true because fuck Adam Sandler's character is such a dick. <laughs> like Lenny Fader gets given this get out of free jail card. Get, get out, out of jail, free free get jail. out of free jail. <laughs> you, well, it's a free jail, so you can I guess leave whenever you want. You come in. <laughs> the leave, clues in the name. Like, yeah. It's not uh, really a prison. I mean, it's kind of misleading. It's an it's oxymoronic. If anything. It's like that guy who just bailed. It's in New Zealand's maximum security prison, and they were letting oh, him out yeah. for like three days a week, and he just left and went to Chile. That's fucking crazy. But then he went to like the world's worst prison, and now I think he instantly regrets the decision he made. Yeah, bad times, bro. Real bad times. Um, we're not usually a topical <laughs> podcast. No, sorry. It was so. Sandler gets in a fight with Stone Cold Steve Austin, completely of his own making and really unnecessary. Like, they're growing men. There's no need for it. It's just how things go down in Stanton, Connecticut, is that you settle your your beefs with with fisticuffs. When you're Lenny Fader, maybe. Quite literally, the whole town is involved in a fight moments after. Yeah, that's true, actually. It's a good point. It's a good point, Monty. So, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or Tommy, Tommy Kavanagh, goes, just thwack me on the chin and I'll go down like a sack of potatoes. So, he's going to do a Hollywood. He's going to take the fall for him so he can look like the man in front of his son. And the whole town. Uh, yeah, but it's like this discussion. It's for the son, yeah, yeah. It's about looking like a big man in front of his son. For, for Sandler, at his own personal embarrassment. And so, fucking Sandler takes this free pass and just... Milks it. Milks it to the extreme. Just this yelling in Stone Cold Steve Austin's face, chest beating, just an absolute moron about it. Like, have a little fucking dignity, bro. This guy has reached out an olive branch to you, and you've, no, but he's got you've a, you lit got it think, on fire. He's got to sell it. You know, this is what, this is what Lenny Fader, I'm just in character as Lenny Fader right now, is thinking, he's like, okay, 
Stone Cold's giving me a free pass, but I got to... He's not calling him Stone Cold. Kavanaugh gave me a free pass, but I got to sell it. I can't, you know, like, I, I can't I can't do it in character, but he can't let the fact that he's... He can't communicate the fact that he knows he's going to get away with anything I can't agree. to the crowd. I don't think that's his motivation there. I don't think it's that he's selling the moment. I okay. think it's that he's being opportunistic do you, and an arsehole. Do you think that when he was acting that scene, Adam Sandler thought about it as much as we just did when we were talking to each other? There's no question that he did not. <laughs> and where does that leave us? Well, I guess more contemplative about Adam Sandler's acting choices than he is himself. You know? But quite specific acting choices. He probably thinks more about his general career direction and like the movies he chooses, not the bummer specific is, throwaway scenes. The bummer, the bummer about all this is, Monty, and I'm, I'm talking broadly about the podcast in general now, is that Adam Sandler literally got tens of millions of dollars for the film and we've spent more time working with it. Yeah. And, yeah. and we, get, we get no money. That's monies. right. Well, we, we, knew that, we knew that from the outset. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I had a funny thought uh, recently where it was like, if what say anything ever became of either of us uh, or this podcast <laughs> and then Adam Sandler... Surely one day, if we if we if we got big enough that someone put a question to Adam Sandler and was like, "What do you think about da da da?" and Adam Sandler could be like, "I made those guys." Yeah, <laughs> we'd be one, but he doesn't. He'd be like, "Yeah, I fucking made those guys. They would be nothing without me." He's never like I haven't ever seen him like that in his interviews though. He seems like a real nice guy in his yeah, interviews. Yeah. Because um, he could claim that with a lot of people, like Peter Dante, he probably made him. But he's he's a, that's like, a big thing about Peter him. Dante's he's always he's always been a good guy. He always gets his boys on the films. Yeah, man, and he doesn't gloat about it in interviews. He's not like we actually I also during the movie we sang one of his songs together. Piece of shit car, we got a piece, piece of shit car. A fucking pile of shit. <laughs> it never gets me very far. Oh, fuck your car. My car is a fucking piece of shit. All the brakes are fucking shut. It's a piece of shit car. 
It's, he, he does it way better. I can't remember the rest of the words. I, but I remember listening to that. It's a real good song, man. It was quite, and it was a nice moment remembering. That was, do you know, for that, like, that song is a real moment in time for me because it was when I think LimeWire was real big, or maybe even Napster. And I remember downloading it on, yeah, on like yeah, Napster yeah. or like, like a, a rich OG P2P music <laughs> pirating shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a real, like. The first ships, bruh. Counter-Strike was big. You know, I remember it. It was the summer of '99. <laughs> Counter Strike was big. Napster was on the internet, and I was going to go on my first date with the prettiest girl in school, Erica Barbuski. <laughs> that was your summer in '99. Yeah, man, Barbuski really, yeah, really came into a run in that summer. Yeah, really came as an, into as a run a, as an 11 year old. Now, there's um uh, one part of the podcast which we have failed to explore this week so far, Ooh, Guy Montgomery. And we really should go exploring on the Steve Buscemi mystery tour. Roll up. Roll up for the mystery tour. Roll up. It's a definitely Roll up for the mystery tour. Real sing-songy podcast. Um, it's ever since I bought these handheld mics, man. We've just been so getting into doing, a real karaoke yeah, vibe. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, you were going to take the helm on this one because last week I really picked up the slack, <laughs> yeah, particularly yeah. on this segment where I posited that Steve Buscemi was a time traveler who kicked his own ass after seeing him fooling around That's with his girlfriend. That's a pretty good theory. But unlikely seeing his grown-ups choose a pretty vanilla sort of comedy. I don't know how behavior they would have gone on the sci-fi in the first one. We've been thrown the out. The first grown-ups was a real, like, intense sci-fi. Real banging sci-fi film. And then the sequel's just like a standard family comedy. And the third one's going to be a western. <laughs> Genuine western. I quite like that. Uh, okay, so... So what has what, happened we'll, we'll, explain, ex- we'll have to explain. We have to explain every week. What, the Steve Buscemi Mystery Tour is a part of the podcast where we try to guess what happened to him in the first movie, which is referenced in the second film, which caused him to have significant Inju- spinal... I think injuries. we've kind of established it's spinal injuries. He's got nerve damage or something. 40% feeling in my body. Yeah, and, and his, his hands have been in a cast, like in the, um, okay. in the touchdown position uh, for a long time. Steve Buscemi... Was shopping... No, what's his name? Uh, Wiley. Wiley. Uh, Wiley was shopping at Kmart. Of course. Uh, Quick shout out to Kmart. And You know what I was, love to do when I've hit the gym at Gold's and I've got yeah, myself yeah. a little slice from Blaze? <laughs> Head on over to Kmart to see all the bargains. Yeah, yeah. Maybe grab a Rockstar Energy drink on the way. I wish all of these products that we're naming were actually paying us to name them. It's so good. I'd feel like Adam Sandler. Um... Anyway, yeah, so he's going for a shop in Kmart and he's looking around at the exercise equipment uh, because he wants to get in shape. He knows that, you know, his, he feels like him and his wife, Sherry, are growing apart. Her name's not Sherry, whatever it is in the movie. Uh, and so he's sort of like, okay, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to, you know, I want to do something. I want to do something. I want to make something of myself. And he, uh, he goes into the exercise area and he gets on like the treadmill and he does the treadmill for about 10 minutes. They don't put all this in the film, obviously. Uh, and he sort of gets a pretty good sweat on, and then he gets off the trimmer, gets on. What's that weird one? It's like with the handles and the feet. It's what like a step? Oh, like an orbit like what, thing? Orbital like, what, like what Lenny thing. Fader was using at Kmart? Yeah, um, they're called like orbital walkers yeah. or some shit. So he gets on one of those, right? Mm. And then Adam Sandler, Lenny Fader, just so happens to also be at that Kmart going for a walk, uh, 
just for whatever reason he loves it there we know that and he goes oh he sees Wiley and he's like oh I'm going to give old Wiley a bit of a fright and he goes Rah! and Wiley in exactly the same physical gag that Adam Sandler does in the second film sort of goes tumbling over the orbit or whatever you want to call it and uh, and and in doing so, I mean, it's a miracle Adam Sandler didn't get injured in this grown-ups too. Well, I've got a theory off the back of this, so I'm just letting you. Well, anyway, yeah, and so he, that's how he, that's how he got the injury. Adam Sandler gave him a fright when he was using the exercise gear at Kmart, so, trying to win the love of his wife back. In another reference to the relationship. In another reference to the cycle of bullying, which is um, oft referenced but never quite understood in this film, uh, it's this perpetuating thing where. Kevin James did it to Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler had done it to um, Wiley. Yeah, you got it. Um, now, here's my theory about that, if that's true. And I want to assume it is, at least for seven days until I see the film again. Um, <laughs> at least for another two minutes until this podcast ends. Does that make Lenny Fader, uh, like, superhuman? Uh, did you hear that cat? Yeah, I heard that cat. That's but no weird. one... Listening could hear the cat, which is why we shouldn't have referenced the, the cat. The cat next door had um, kittens under someone's deck, and uh, the neighbor came around and said, hey, your cat's bloody had kittens under my deck. And we were like, it's not our cat. He just <laughs> hangs out here. Oh, man. Yeah, because I remember you guys were really nervous at this flat that it was going to have the kittens here. We had two pregnant cats that just hang out here, bro, and I did not want them birthing inside the house. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> What's wrong with a cat birthing in your house? I just figured there's probably a lot of fluids and I don't know it's not something I want cat, to deal with cat placenta well, does a cat eat the, eat its own placenta god I'm not sure man. dogs do it's good for their coat Tom Cruise ate Suri Cruise ate uh, the placenta from the birth of Suri did he yeah is that part of the Scientology yeah I think beliefs? so I think it's part of the Tom Cruise beliefs shit man could you do it eat the placenta a little placenta polenta what if you fried it up with some other stuff I wouldn't really what I, like I might do it, but I don't see why. Yeah, I don't want to do there it. There was, I think, like back in the day, and I'm talking like tribal times. There was a lot of beliefs that it gave you kind of power. Yeah, I can see that. It's fucking weird. New man. life, you know. Yeah, but you shouldn't. You can eat. see like there's such a strong connection between that and new life. I don't want to like, regenerate you. As I don't want to take elders. this podcast to really blue place, especially when we're just wrapping up. But don't eat something that comes out of a vagina. You know, it's not for eating. I reckon. It's not. That is just not a good way to conclude the podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> well, we're not concluding it here. That's so, a disaster. so let's pull it back. Lenny Fader, superhuman, possible, because <laughs> that um, going over the exercise exercise machine that he does go over, like yeah, oh, and not getting he, injured, yeah. jumping off the cliff and not getting injured, and also maybe that's why he thinks it's real funny when he kills Nick in the school bus because he doesn't appreciate that other people aren't he doesn't, superhuman. He doesn't understand mortality. Maybe his power is Look, that he is both superhuman is, and he can make other people temporarily superhuman so he can execute really incredible um, acts of violence against them. Anything's possible, Tim. Imagine that. It's like with Superman, right? His power can extend to things that are within, I think it's an inch of his body. That's why when he grabs like Lois Lane or whatever and wraps the cape around her, she's kind of like bulletproof a little bit in the old comics. If you're close enough to Superman, you kind of, you get the... And Lenny Fader is channeling Lenny, Superman. Lenny Fader has okay. a bit of that going on. I just got one shining light to do before it's game over. Uh, and it was just a bit of extra acting that really did well. Kevin James, when he does his last burp snart of the film, when he finds out his son is, a, um, is brilliant on the piano, a real pro- prodigious pianist, 
uh, he goes, my boy's a genius. And then he does a burp snort and he goes, your dad's also a genius and walks out of frame. Uh, and behind Kevin James are two extras who just do the best job of selling disgust. Just looking like this guy. Are they women? Yeah. <laughs> this guy is an animal. Like this, this guy should not be fathering that child. The way he behaves is, is offensive. Awesome. And it was really well sold. Just a little shot there. It's great. Background of frame. My shining light was when uh, same scene, actually, the party scene, which occupies about 40% of the film, so that's no surprise. Peter Dante in the skis, on the roof, oiled up in nothing but his underwear, um, riding on top of the roofs of the house. And when he's shooting his gun, he, he's shooting down into the crowd when he kicks off. Yeah. I like the reckless abandon with which he's yeah, approaching yeah, yeah. that Yeah, Peter that Dante... Stunt. Policeman just because it's pretty easy to just angle your wrists up so you're not firing into people. Nah, fuck that though. That's not how Peter Dante rolls. That's right. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's been great. That's a really interesting one. That one that we just did. Yeah. Thanks for being awake for the movie this week as well, guy. Way to come to the party. I I knew after last week's effort. I haven't listened back to the podcast. You yet. had some mea culpering to do. Yeah. This I'd- um this episode is going to be called mea culpa. And I want everyone to know it's not my mea culpa, it's yours. <laughs> See you next week. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.